Hükümdar Şehriyar ile kardeşi, Hükümdar Şah zamanın öyküsü. Then I seen something in his hand and I was like is it a real gun? So first night was really difficult to sleep. I'm really into literature. I also do boxing workout. I have to drink coffee. We are knocking at the doors of our neighbors and ask them to let us in. The rooms that used to be the same are so different when people live there. We talk with the inhabitants about their past, present and future, but first of all, about things in their room. Things bring up stories we would never hear otherwise. 14 square meters. Hi. Hi. Uh, we are recording a podcast about students in the dormitory and I would like to enter your room, take interview and take photos in your room and yeah. Okay, come in. Hi, I'm Akin. I'm studying here in Germany in, in International Media Studies Department of Deutsche Welle Academy and Hochschule Bonn-Rheinzig. I'm 30 years old and I'm from Turkey. This room has 14 square meters. There is a chair, a bed and a table. The curtains are blue. But some things are definitely unique. There is a big yellow thing by the window, a basketball ball, boxing gloves, a nice lamp and a lot of newspapers. Where were you born? I was born in Antalya, the southern city in mm -hmm. Turkey, but I mostly grew up in Istanbul. I moved to Istanbul when I was 10 or 11, then until 25 years old I lived in Istanbul. Do you remember those first 10 or 11 years in Antalya? Yeah, yeah, I remember. I mean, not with all details clearly, but it's my childhood, so mm -hmm. I have some images, I have some memories. Last time, Akin was in Antalya around 15 years ago, and he got lost there. The city has changed so much, he couldn't recognize it. Why didn't you recognize it? Uh, Turkey has a structure-based uh, economical growth model. And that's why they are always changing the cities, making new buildings, making restorations in the squares, etc. So the cities changes very quickly and a lot. Even mm -hmm. Istanbul, which is a quite historical city, actually. So it was like a smaller city when you lived there? It was still not like a small city because it has all been a center for tourism, etc. And I don't really remember the population of Antalya, but shouldn't be less than 3 million. The population of Antalya province is around 2.5 million people and of the metro area, twice less than that. And if to compare it with Istanbul? Yeah, Istanbul is like huge. <laughs> yeah, Did you feel the difference when you moved? I was a child and I was not really realized the change that much. I mean, I realized that my friends are gone, etc. That kind of individual stuff. Mm -hmm. But not like the experiences of the cities. Now it makes sense if you go to cinemas, concerts, etc. And if you move to a smaller city, you can realize that your experience of life has mm -hmm. been changed. But if you are just a child, you know, you have your street, you go there, play with your friends, and that's mm -hmm. your experience of life. So, 
what kind of house do you live in in Istanbul? Uh, it was just a standard flat, I would say. Mm -hmm. It was the same in Antalya, the same in Izmir, the same in Istanbul. What is a standard flat for Turkey? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was not a standard flat for Turkey, but a mm -hmm. standard flat for a middle-class family. They are mostly newer than German buildings okay. and kind of bigger because they have been built later with some more modern plants and stuff. And you had your own room? Yeah, uh, I had my own room. I have a sister also. So it was a flat. There were three rooms and a salon, mm -hmm. a living room. Mm -hmm. So how many people lived in one flat? Four. My Four mother, people. father, mm -hmm. sister and me. After his master in Turkey, Akin lived in Berlin almost for two years. He wanted to use this time for learning German and writing a book. Then he went back to Istanbul, but for economic reasons, a year ago, he decided to move to Germany for a longer time. The easiest way to do it was to study in Germany. So he applied for a master program International Media Studies in Bonn. Did you choose the program or the city? I choose the program. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't choose Bonn, I guess. Yeah? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would prefer a bigger city most probably mm -hmm. because I always lived in big cities. I feel myself more home in bigger cities. Tell me about your first days in Bonn when you arrived. <laughs> there was nothing in the flat, like no sheets, etc. So first night was really difficult to sleep for me. Mm -hmm. Then I bought some pillows, etc. So you didn't have even a pillow? No. A blanket? There, yeah, there was a blanket, uh -huh. but it was not seeming very clean to me, you know, so it was really, really <laughs> uncomfortable when I was trying to sleep with that. Well, what did you think about the room when you just entered it? I didn't like it at all. Still don't like it that okay. much, but I got used to living yeah. here. Actually, when I was in Berlin, I was knowing and other forms of Studentwohnheim. Studentenwohnheim is a German word for a student dormitory. Most of the dormitories that I know were actually flats mm -hmm. and the students were sharing a flat and I was expecting something like that actually but it was my fault of course to not control it. I would say this dormitory generally maybe you disagree, maybe it depends on the floors and stuff, mm -hmm. but I would say it's not very hygienic. We are sharing the bedrooms, toilets, with too many people, etc. Mm -hmm. So I was like, what am I doing here? Because I was quite happy in my flat in Istanbul. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I'm not that young, you know, 30 years old. So I graduated, I studied, I, I studied my master, I worked, I had my flat. I deserved some comfort, yes. you think, but mm -hmm. life just don't work that way. Did your family visit you here in this room? Yeah, my mother and my aunt. Uh, my aunt lives in Munich. She's a German citizen. My mother is also born in Munich, actually, but she moved to Istanbul with her family when she was 19 or 20. And she kind of decorated my house, like this shelf, etc. Uh -huh. And this lamp, for example. Okay. In Turkey, culturally, families, especially mothers, cares about you so much and sometimes intervenes your life so much. <laughs> and she basically told me that, leave the room for the day, 
and led us the room to us like and I was like okay it was a funny day and funny experience what did she say about your room <laughs> she was like how can you stay in this room really you don't deserve it you deserve something better you live on the first floor mm -hmm. I think it's kind of special experience right yeah it is <laughs> too many noises mm -hmm. first it's mm -hmm. a problem and you know the garbage area here uh -huh. in the summer you have to open your window because it's too hot and when you open the window also because of the temperature it smells really bad but the thing that i like is the scenery of the window uh -huh. when you wake up etc you see all these trees so that you understand the context better i have to explain something about the place where we live the area where our dormitory is located is called Tannenbuschmitte. It is known as a troublesome neighborhood where mostly immigrants and international students live. People call this area dangerous. And it is for German standards. Did you have like any stories about this uh, like window? You can see everything, right? Actually, I had a very bad memory. Once I was attending an online lecture in here and I seen some guys were shouting, making jokes to each other, speaking loudly etc which is something that I got used to. Then I heard like a gun noise, okay, like, a proper, shot. Yeah, like a shot. Then I see a guy is like running just in front of my window. Then I seen something in his hand which was seeming like a gun and I was like is it a real gun? It took a second or something. Then I seen that uh, he was holding the gun to his friend. They were laughing, so I realized that it's not a real gun. But still, <laughs> for a second, like, I was like, should I lie down or something? What were the first things that you bought? Coffee machine, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that one? Yeah, plates. Okay forks, knives, etc. Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff mm -hmm. for cooking, notebooks, etc. I only bought the very crucial things first, pillows, etc. that kind of stuff. And why was it the first thing? Do you like coffee so much? Yeah, I mean, it's a morning routine for mm -hmm. me. I have to drink coffee mm -hmm. and like a lot of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Is it common in Turkey in general or maybe in your family that you drink a lot of coffee? Actually, no. Uh, in my family, yeah, kind of. But actually, no, we drink tea a lot, oh, like okay. a lot, <laughs> like, and mm -hmm. I like tea as well, but mm -hmm. the habit of coffee is like a global trend because of all these American movies. You always see middle classes who grabs their coffee in the very early morning, go mm -hmm. to their working places. So that image globally changed a lot of cities and cultures probably and turkey as well and actually the history of coffee is older in turkey but like this kind of like starbucks coffees or third generation coffee shops they are not that old you have a lot of newspapers yes uh why good question actually i don't have a clear response for that i mean i i'm a journalist i started to follow the german news etc and in here most of the online uh, journals you have to subscribe in my early university years i was mm -hmm. buying newspapers so maybe it's also 
turned to something kind of nostalgic, like mm -hmm. to hold it, to read it. Yes. I mean, I remembered the old dates. Maybe that's why I liked it. Mm -hmm. Then I just collected them. Actually, in my home in Istanbul, I had a big library. Maybe it feels like a kind of library at the same time to collect this kind of stuff. I don't know, maybe mm -hmm. that was the psychological motivation which mm -hmm. drives me to collect them. I'm not really sure. Actually, I have no idea how much one newspaper costs. The site is five something and Spiegel is, I don't remember what, five something or six, I mm -hmm. guess. Uh, what is this? The, this is a boxing bag, a very cheap <laughs> one. <laughs> okay. Since last three, four years, I was trying to do workout regularly, three times, sometimes four times in a week. Then I bought some weights and this yoga mat. Then I seen this thing also. And since over a year, I guess, I also do boxing workout. It's like a kind of meditation sometimes. Mm -hmm. That's why I bought it. There is a basketball ball, so you play ah, yeah. basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when I was a teenager, like 14, 15, I was playing basketball a lot. And I was even thinking like, can I be a pro maybe? But I'm not that big and I'm not that talented, so it didn't happen. So when I came here, uh, I bought this ball and it's most probably the most expensive thing in the room. Really? <laughs> Do you use it? Uh, yeah, but not that much because in during quarantine the place was closed, mm -hmm. the park I mean. Has your day here changed much since coronavirus lockdown? Yeah, a lot. I'm not a home person at all. I really don't like to stay at home. So I always go out for studying, to read, to cafes, to libraries, I don't know, to parks. But during lockdown that was not the case, of course. Uh, I stayed a lot of time at home and mm -hmm. our lectures were online. So it has changed my everyday routine that I got used to since last 15-20 years. This space is your classroom, is your gym. It's the place that you sleep, it's the place that you eat, it's the place that you drink your coffee, etc. And it's a very small place, so it's kind of depressive sometimes and distractive because it's for me at least it's more difficult to concentrate on a lecture in mm -hmm. the same place that i sleep i can see you have you have some books there they are not like my favorite books or something. I didn't want to bring a lot of things. I preferred like e-books because it's really difficult to carry them all the mm -hmm. time. I'm really into literature. Mm -hmm. So this is the very famous literature critic book mm -hmm. from Wayne C. Booth. The rhetoric of the fiction and Nurdan Gürbilek is a very famous Turkish literature critic. The Second Life and this is the name of the book and this is her last book and this is actually about migration. There are essays about to move, to be on exile and in the end to come back to home and how it feels etc. This is the 
very famous Eastern narration of all times, Tales of One Thousand and ah, One Nights. Uh -huh, yes. The Tales of Shehrazad. Yeah, I really like this kind of stories. This is a German grammatic book, and yeah, this is the poems of Ingeborg Bachmann in German. Mm -hmm. I really like her work. Yeah, this was a present from a friend of mine, a mm -hmm. German friend, mm -hmm. Pia. You also know her. Uh, Thomas Bernhardt's Holzfällen. Have you read it? Uh, more than half, but <laughs> sometimes you just run into the Turkish texts because you are feel already so tired. Uh, but I'm mm -hmm. still trying to read. I really like the text actually, but like sometimes I'm too lazy to read it. And do you have a favorite one? Among them, maybe the Tale of Thousand and One Nights. Can I ask you to read a small part? <laughs> okay. I mean, we In will Turkish, not understand right? anything, but it will be nice to hear it. Yeah, of course, there is a religious part in the beginning because these tales belongs to an older time mm -hmm. in the Muslim world. It's kind of poetic also. Hükümdar Şehriyar ile kardeşi Hükümdar Şahzamanın öyküsü. Anlatırlar ki ancak Allah bilgedir, her şeyi bilir, kesin kudret sahibi ve hayırseverdir. Eski çağlarda ömrün ve anın akışı içinde, Sasani hükümdarları içinde, Hint ve Çin adalarında hükmeden, orduların ve kavimlerin hizmetinde olanlarla kalabalık mahiyetinin efendisi olan bir hükümdar, bu hükümdarın da iki oğlu varmış. Biri büyük, biri küçük. İkisi de yiğit savaşçılarmış. Fakat büyük, küçükten daha yiğitmiş. Bu oğul ülkelere hükmeder ve adalet sağlayarak insanları yönetirmiş. Bundan dolayı ülkelerinin halkları onu çok severlermiş. Bu hükümdarın adı Şehriyar'ymiş. Küçük kardeşi ise Şahzaman adını taşıyor ve Semerkantül Acem'de hüküm sürüyormuş. What does it mean? There are two brothers and they are rulers. This is the story of them and in the beginning they say only Allah the God has the wisdom and he knows everything, etc. And then says there were a family like Shehriyar, Shahzaman, etc. and describes them. Mm -hmm. Why did you choose this piece? Ah, it's just the beginning, the first tale, mm -hmm. so that's why I don't have a very special <laughs> reason for it. The beginning of the books are always good, I guess. I mean, one of the most important parts of a book. Mm -hmm. So that's why we can say. You have like a special shelf for coronavirus. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's also a mom thing. And she was like, you're gonna need a lot of masks, etc. And I was like, okay, I buy, blah, blah. And I didn't buy, of course. But then, before the day I left, I realized that she bought like all these masks. Do you miss Turkey here? If I don't visit Istanbul for more than six months, mostly I felt a feeling like homesick. Mm -hmm. Some images, some noises in Istanbul, I miss them. The sea, for example, in the middle of the city, that image. I mean, when I was a student, I was taking the boat to go to European side of Istanbul, from Anatolian side of Istanbul, like every single day. So it's an image in my mind always. Like, it's so cliche, but it was a part of my everyday life. So mm -hmm. sometimes I miss that. But the more important thing is, I miss my friends, of course. I have a lot of friends there still, 
And the things that I share with them are so old and deep. I mean, we are friends since very long years. Mm -hmm. We were the witnesses of growing up process of each other, for example. I have good friends in here also. I like them. And maybe someday we will have like a longer relationships and deeper relationships like my relationships mm -hmm. in Turkey. Do you have any things here that remind you of your home of no. Turkey? No. no. And I actually didn't find it. I was like, I'm just gonna go there, stay there for a while. Mm -hmm. Then I, if I move to a proper place, like a home in Germany, house, flat, uh, I can bring some of my stuff. But mm -hmm. now I prefer to feel like, yeah, okay, it's just temporary. Uh, what are your plans after your studies? Kind of boring plans to find a job in Germany, to uh -huh. earn some money for a couple of years, five, six years, I don't mm -hmm. know. Then I will see. I mean, I always felt like Turkey is my home. Mm -hmm. I like Germany. I've been in Germany before. I have some uh, deeper roots with Germany as well because of my family past, etc. So it's not a strange place for me, I would say. But still, I would feel like totally home only when I'm in Istanbul. Mm -hmm. But a fair amount of years will be here. Mm -hmm. I, I want to stay here for a longer time after my study as well. Akin is actively working as a journalist all the time. For instance, he's doing a podcast together with his friends. The podcast has already gained some fame in Turkey. What is your podcast about? Uh, we are three people. I'm living in here in Germany and another colleague lives in UK, in London. Mm -hmm. And another one is living in France. We are discussing the European news, etc. in Turkish. Mm -hmm. And it's going pretty well so far. It has been six months. What is the name of the podcast? Dunya Podcast. Dunya means the world mm -hmm. in Turkish and in Arabic also. Look at your room mm -hmm. and think about like one year later, you will have to move out of here. Mm -hmm. uh, what will you take with you and what will you leave here? Honestly, I could leave everything except my clothes, books, etc. And coffee machine. And coffee machine, yeah. And this smoothie machine as well, yeah. Kind have of a smoothie expensive, machine. Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. I don't know under which conditions am I going to move, if mm -hmm. I'm going to have more money or not. If I would have fair amount of money, etc., I wouldn't take a lot of stuff from mm -hmm. here. Thank you for staying with us in the small room of Akin, where so many stories were born in just one year. Let's hope lockdown will not be too long and hard this time. Meanwhile, we are going to the next room. See you there! Fourteen square meters.